Welcome to Turn the Page. Design your dream career podcast with me, Tyann. And me, Kyla. This is the podcast we wish existed as we fantasized for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch versus simply turn the page. Welcome back, page turners. Tiny, how are you? Hey, Kyla. I'm, um, well, we'll talk about how real things are. I'm okay. How are you? Yes, I'm okay too. We're going we're to talk about real how are you in a in a near-term episode uh but today i think we we wanted to just talk a little bit about what's going on at the end of the year and what are you seeing in your business yeah so this is what i call i'm going to try not to get us an e explicit on this episode (laughs) since we've had several of those before well i'll just call this the the oh crap period of the year and what's so funny is when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about Q4 in particular. So for our corporate clients, that's October, November, December. And what happens to me, this has happened every year that I've had my business, is that people get to this portion of the year and have an oh crap moment where they realize that they still have professional development dollars that they haven't spent or part of their plan for the year was to have some sort of offsite some sort of development. Sometimes there's a per person, um, you know, factor in the budget for something. So this is when I start getting calls. Quite literally got one, actually got a text this morning at seven something saying, we have money to spend. Can you do something in two weeks? And as you and I know, um, especially a corporate program, it takes a little bit of time to get together and right. there's there's quite a bit of pre-work. And so when people want to get everything in before either Thanksgiving or Christmas, and we know, you know, Thanksgiving week is dead, the week between Christmas and New Year's, a couple weeks there mm-hmm. is really dead. So you really only end up with maybe a two and a half week period of time um, yeah. for it to cram things in. So that is what I am seeing in okay. the world right now. Yeah. So how about you? Do you see anything like that with your clients? Um, I see people, so I, I, I mostly work with people who are in the process of leaving corporate America or who already had their own business. And what I see at the end of the year is they're trying to cram in a lot of things. Um, you know, and, and that's personally and professionally. And so, you know, that makes it hard to be thoughtful. And so I think on this episode, we want to talk to our listeners about, how to be a bit more thoughtful during this busy time of year and putting some intentions in place so that you can be thoughtful with your time and your energy. Uh, We're going to share some stories about some experiences we've had in corporate America where they were trying to use, they were, they were trying to do the right thing. They were trying to use some budgets they had. They were trying to create some fun for people and some of it went off the rails and then we're going to talk about some ways that um, you can be more thoughtful in in th- this environment. We're seeing some people do that. We're going to give some great examples of companies doing it really well. And then we're going to ask you to kind of think about 
if you were going to be thoughtful, what would you want your experience to include? And then in the next episode, we're going to bring back some of those amazing examples of what companies are are doing right. But again, we we thought it'd be fun. We got we know you guys love that when we share tales from the corporate experience. Um, and so we we thought it'd be fun to share some of those stories. I had a very surreal experience just last week um, when I was dropping off a family member at a large corporation that all of you know. I'm not going to say the name because our intention is never to call out companies. It's it's really to learn from companies, learn what they're doing well, learn where they their intention might be right, but the execution isn't working. Right, And we want to um, always be we're both maximizers, so our intention is always to and make things better. That's literally how both Tyann and I were built. Yes. So, so I'm dropping this person off, and I drive up, and I kind of have a little bit of a flash to my past uh, because I worked in corporate communications, and I was a speechwriter. And so a lot of my job was what Tyann has so fantastically named mandatory fun. Mandatory fun, Kyla. Okay. So just to explain to our listeners, yes. maybe you're questioning this term. Mandatory fun are is something that the company says, we're going to do this thing and it seems like fun. This is for a team building. And I put, I'm putting all this in air quotes. Team building event and you must attend. Attendance is mandatory. Yes. So this is um, anything that you've gone to, whether it's, you know, trust exercise, ropes course, um, this, when I dropped off this family member, it was Employee Appreciation Week. Employee Appreciation Week. And they were being made to come in. Yeah, and it was coming to the office, by the way. So they were made to come in. So they were probably already mad about having to go in to be appreciated. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. He's and the it's so ironic. And it was big banners. And again, this is where I had flashbacks because I used to be in charge of those kind of things. Naturally. It was big banners. There was balloons. There was food. There was a parade of some sort, um, which I'd never really understood who was going to be in the parade. Um, and, and I just found it so interesting that the... Uh, the creation of this week was not using any employee input. Oh, oof. And so people wanted, yeah, sitting in a room and thinking like, this sounds fun. And this is what ev- how everyone wants to kind of experience um, being appreciated. We know from kind of love languages at work, there's that book, Love Languages at Work, that people want to be appreciated recognized in all different ways it's it's not one way right and we also know Gallup that's one of the things they measure in their employee engagement surveys is have I gotten recognition in the past seven days it's mm-hmm. so usually when I'm working with management and executive teams they're very surprised they're like oh I didn't know it had to be that frequent and then I get someone invariably saying, well, you know, we're not going to give everybody a medal every seven days. And I'm like, no, 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 you you're misinterpreting what recognition means. Recognition is just I see you. I value you on the team. I understand the contribution you make on the team. 
Now, if there is some big thing that's happened, that's great. But it, it's these micro moments that help people feel included, not there's a, a literal ticker tape parade. Um, right. <laughs> or right. With a float yeah. or something. That That's not what the research has shown. Right. And so you and I are um, similar in a lot of ways and then different in many ways. And one of the th- one of the ways we're different is that you you enjoy being in front of a crowd. Yes. I do not. So right. the way that you would want to be recognized is very different than the way that I would want to be recognized. And so it's like to be called up in front of the parade. Would you like to be on the float in the parade waving to everyone, holding up a sign that said, here's what I've done? Is that yes. say? I remember I remember vividly my boss um, at a at a company saying to me, you're going to be publicly recognized at our all hands, which was about 100 people. And you're going to come up to the front of the room. And I thought, are you kidding me? Did you? Did I you are not thinking anything worse. Yes. Like, I'm yes. going to be sick a day. It's yes, exactly. Exactly. And what I really wanted from this manager was to have a private conversation, right? Okay. Yeah. So you appreciate that you were going to get recognized, but it would have been much better in a private conversation um, and in something like that. So back to what you were saying, I'm fine with it being called on stage, but here's my deal. I hate, well, maybe hate's a strong word, but I would prefer not to receive a plastic plaque with my name on it. Or some sort of, I, I got this one time, an obelisk, a, an obelisk with my, with my uh, you know, a plaque with my name on it. And so people might think, oh, well, okay, I'll just have a conversation with Kyla and I'll have Ty on stage. I don't want that. Honestly, I would rather have the $100 that the plaque costs. Yeah, I was going to say, would you rather have a $100 gift card to Nordstrom versus yes. the plaque? 100%. Or, yes. and I think this would actually work for both you and I. A card or a handwritten letter yes. will express their appreciation. Yes. I know exactly. words words of affirmation and appreciation are really big for you, but I appreciate yes. that too. And the last thing I need is another effing tchotchke. That, right. What do you do with this? I threw all of those away. Oh, yeah. I put them all. I, I threw them all away. I give them to Goodwill. I have no idea. No, because what do you need with an obelisk? Right. <laughs> right. Then I also know salespeople who their office is lined with their awards and that's how they feel seen. It's right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. here's the deal, Kyla. Um, let me ask you a rhetorical question. Does the psychic method work? Whether you psychically decide how the other person wants to receive recognition. Yeah. Does the psychic method work for, for really anything in life? And the answer is no, right? So how would I know that you would appreciate more of a one-on-one and that I would appreciate a nice gift card to something or we both would appreciate a handwritten letter? I don't know. We have to talk to people. Right. We need to understand our employees. And that's a question you can directly ask your team. How would you like to be acknowledged? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's, it's, it's such a great question to, you know, I feel like we're entering 
this age of enlightenment again. And it started during the pandemic. And it's, you know, God bless the generation coming up because they're particularly Generation Z. They are all about authenticity and true self. And we have so much to learn from that generation. Um, You know, a lot of a lot of people make light of them saying what they want and what they need. But there is so much wisdom and vulnerability and courage in them speaking up. I love it so much. And people like to bash on generations. I think this is a human thing that has been happening since the dawn of time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I love that my Gen Z daughters will tell us things and will say, you know, whatever is happening. They're having conversations with us that I still won't have with my mother. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Authenticity. And so when we get into, okay, we would like to think at the core of these kinds of things is an actual kernel of goodness, right? That the company would like to demonstrate appreciation or make sure people feel connected. And so what, what, what goes off the rails? What is happening between I have a kernel of a good idea and its execution is atrocious and something bad enough that we're going to give some examples on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And so I always love to go. I, I, my brain is always, my brain always goes to seek first, understand. Right. And so uh, why are they doing like, what, what does happen between the kernel of good intention, uh, which it, it always is actually, it's always a kernel of good intention. But then the execution seems to fall apart. And we're going to tell a couple stories in a second where it's completely fallen apart. And I think so much of it goes back to how many times did we hear in corporate America? Well, we've always done it that way. <laughs> we have an annual employee parade. So it's time for the, you know, it's time for the parade. Who's going to lead? Exactly. Exactly. So I think a lot of it is our, you know, we call it on this podcast, your safety brain that wants to stay safe, stay in the cave where there's food and shelter. And so if we do the parade that we did last year, even though no one liked the parade, no one went to the parade, no one wanted to be in the parade. um, I think so much of it comes from everyone is so overwhelmed in, in so much of this thing that we call life. What is the need? It's, it's kind of, it's, it's minimally viable product, but taken to a bad place, right? Just, What's the least lift we can we can have so that we can check the box, which is why you always called it mandatory fun, because it's a little bit of like we can say, well, we had this fun event and we we got together as a team. We did it. And so what's interesting is even though the event oftentimes takes a huge amount of work, there is an inertia in place. And we know from physics, right, that it's just easier for things to keep on keeping on. Right. It would take a lot more energy or, frankly, courage for someone to say, let's look at something different. And you and I both like to go back to the question of what problem are we trying to solve? Yeah. So just like our our good, you know, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits kind of stuff. And yeah. you know, let's look, look with the end of yeah. mind. What problem are we trying to solve? Is it are right. we trying to have a parade? Right. Um, yeah. The answer is yeah. probably no. We're not just in the right. parade. 
Right. And so if we go back to your question, or your Gallup, the question about have you been recognized in the last seven days? So I'm in a company and I get my results back as I'm in, I'm in HR or I'm in leadership, right? I get my results back and it says I haven't been recognized in the last seven days. It's a high percentage, right? So I'm right. trying to solve the problem. And the way I'm trying to solve the problem is um, peanut butter spread, I call it, where everyone just kind of gets the same thing. Right. And yet you haven't identified that there's five different types of recognition people fall into these categories of how they like to be recognized. And so you do a parade. There's maybe a few people. I don't even know who would want a parade at work. I don't even. But I mean, it's, <laughs> and, and I'm a big extrovert and I don't want to go to an employee parade. So I can't imagine what that would do. Right. Right. And so, so people don't feel recognized. Okay. That's the problem we're trying to solve for. Right. Let's identify the ways people feel recognized. And maybe they get to opt in to the the way that they feel recognized, right? I mean, maybe it's a, I, hey, boss, I'd like to receive a handwritten note. Like you said, I want to just have a private conversation or like, let's just go to lunch and kind of celebrate just the two of us, you know, an accomplishment. Or, you know, let's talk about, we'll talk about some, um, some things that have worked and some things that haven't worked. But one time I was invited to a... Um, special dinner. It was at a nice steakhouse and there were only 10 people there and a certain leader. And I'm telling you, like, that was a big flipping deal because I felt special and yes. you know, I have significance highs. So I like yes. you know, special things were meaningful, but it also yes. felt like it was small enough that we could have real conversation. I felt like the yes. executive was very authentic in what they were saying. I felt like I was meeting other people who were influential and yes. now so much more meaningful to me than going to one of those like we're in a giant banquet hall kind of yeah. Um, yeah. kind of meals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the coolest things I um, and then we're going to talk about some funny stories because we know our listeners love our funny stories. Um, yeah. And again, it's it's all meant to learn from, you know, at ways that we can all be better. But one of the things that um, was really meaningful to me was. I had a boss who it was getting close to the holidays. There was a team of about seven of us. We didn't know what she was going to do. She just said, we're going to have a fun event. And it was kind of a surprise. And so we um, we met for lunch at a restaurant, which was a super fun um, place that none of us had ever gone to. And um, And we had this lovely lunch. And then she gave us all envelopes. Ooh. And in the envelope was a $100 bill. Ooh, I like this. And, yes. And we had rented kind of one of those buses, those like small charter buses. And so we'd gone to the restaurant together. And so um, she said, um, okay, so here's your money for your next surprise. And she took us to the mall. Okay. And she said, I don't want you to come out of the mall until you've spent all your money. Wow. It was so much fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm thinking, where did you head? Because I could already think of like three places I would want to go. Okay. So I headed into Ann Taylor Loft. Naturally. Yeah. And I spent the whole hundred dollars there. And this was probably 15 years ago. So, I mean, it went a long way. Yeah. And then it was, it was all women on the team. And then we came back together at like a Starbucks in the ball. And we all showed what we bought. It was a ball. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much for so many reasons. That's awesome. So then let me contrast it 
to an unpleasant experience. <laughs> yeah, tell us about an unpleasant one because I think I have about three unpleasant ones. And then, and okay. then I could, yeah. okay, yes. Um, well, and I loved your dinner story. I mean, that's 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 like they did a great job, right? Doing that. Um, okay, so an unpleasant one was a a more recent experience in corporate America where the intention was good. The intention was good. It was going to be to go to an area where they had food trucks, which is okay. super fun because then people get to get whatever food they like. There's a lot of a lot of different options. Unfortunately, so step one that was unfortunate is um, there was a heat wave going on unexpectedly. And no, it was 100 degrees, 95% humidity. Yeah. Yep. And it was like October. So it was a very, I mean, it should have been nice weather and there was just this crazy heat wave. So we get on one of those same charter buses, the small ones. Oh. The air conditioning is not working very well. So, <laughs> and we know how you and I both do with heat. Yes, exactly. Well, my husband's nickname for me is Panda Bear. I don't know why exactly. But he says, the panda bear is sweet to you until the temperature is a problem, and then she will rip your face off. <laughs> it's like a honey badger. I like it. <laughs> I love this honey badger. I, I, uh, it's true. Honey badger it's don't care. Honey badger don't care. It's true, and I identify with that so much. So, yeah. Exactly. So um, so there's, there's, a, there's quite a bit of tension on this team already um, that, that I'm on. So now we're trapped on a vest together. And I am an empath, so I can feel all of the tension on the bus. So you're taking so it all. Aren't sitting, yeah, so for certain people aren't sitting next to each other. Um, and it is so hot, and I'm feeling all of the people's feelings. And then I start to go into heat exhaustion. Yep, of course you do. And, and then I start panicking because, um, all I forgot to mention, there was an accident on the highway, and we are now stopped. In traffic, good time. So I'm imagining this is like I-35 or something. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I mean that's just it. Not only, I mean that's what an empath is, right? You're taking in all the feelings, and then you're, you're, you're literally you have all the feels, and yes. then it starts to be, you know, somatic responses with your yeah. own body. Yes, yes, exactly. So. Um, I proceed to someone had a water bottle, so I'm putting water on my wrists, which you're supposed to do when you, ha you know, have a heat exhaustion. Um, we, it, it, it's a pre it, I'm newer to the team, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to get sick in front of these strangers? Am I going to pass out? There's already all this tension on the team. We get to the place, and I'm like, get out of my way! Like, I'm trying to get off the bus <laughs> as fast as possible. Right to find a fan or a tree. Exactly. exactly. I run into the ladies' room with splash water on my face. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of having this moment of like, why couldn't I have just driven myself to this event? Right. That is the one thing that would have made such a difference for me. And so when we think about what is the intention, what is the outcome, Stephen Covey style, then let's work backwards. There's many ways to go about this. And being trapped on a bus with people where there's already an enormous amount of tension on the team and forcing them into mandatory fun is never going to be a good outcome. <laughs> our, our intention, the problem we're trying to solve is not um, 
how do we get as many people on a bus as possible? You know, that that's not our problem we're trying to solve, right? We're actually trying to do a good thing. And as we say in Texas, there's multiple ways to skin a cat. And so we have to look at, you know, what are some unintended consequences or how could this go wrong or what really are we trying to accomplish? Yeah. Because I just imagine no matter what happened from then on, you were in such a space that you, I mean, quite literally your body couldn't take anything else in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I can't imagine you had a great experience. I can't even imagine that you even have much of a memory of the experience after that because you yeah. couldn't process it. No, no. And, and I think, you know, our body is always trying to tell us that mm. it's always sounding the alarm. And, you know, you and I both spent a lot of years in corporate America ignoring the sounding alarms. And, and that's never going to end well, right? For me, it ended with me not remembering driving to work one day. For you, it ended with a rash, full body rash on your body, right? Yeah. So there is, there, you know, I believe the universe starts with whispers and then eventually hammers. Feathers and hammers is a previous episode, you know, we talked about. Yeah, and I think with with um, intention in in how you want to experience your team, your you know, if you're on your own, your business, um, the the intention is really important to create the outcome that you really want. Yes, and you know, how about we share that intention if we're management as opposed to just inflict it on our, our poor scheme. So many times the intention is not shared. And um, I have a couple of, of stories that, you know, the more we talk about these, the more things that we've suppressed come up. I had a mandatory fun event one time, which was, wait for it, uh, a mandatory dodgeball tournament. No, you did not. Sure did. Sure did. Because what is a wonderful memory from most people's childhood is dodgeball. Right. And the person who planned this, the bully growing up. I know, right? And what's even better is they made t-shirts to go along with it. And something happened in the t-shirt making process. And these shirts were tissue paper thin. I mean, you could see, as my mother would say, um, she used to say, you could see all the way to Pasadena. Well, you could see Pasadena and then some. In this in this shirt, so it was quite revealing that everyone was made to wear for the mandatory dodgeball tournament. Okay, what? What is happening? What is happening? So especially if you take a group of people, like I can't even say this with a straight face because it it happened. It's like an episode of The Office, and. Imagine that there's conflicts in the group because well, yes. there's always conflicts in the yes. group. Yes, and people have an, a chance to hit each other, and it's in just in order to give you a ball. And the kind of balls like on the playground, remember that would leave that like imprint on your skin. Yes. No, the not the smoothest. So yeah, company dodgeball tournament mandatory. Um, by the way, athletic events. It, not everybody's idea of a good time. And especially yes. we start looking at different physical abilities. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. Double, double check those assumptions. 
I had one one time, this was way early in my career, where it was a it was a ropes course. And I remember okay. it's a very final thing. It was not the leap off the tower, but there was a you've probably seen this in the military. It was like a giant wooden wall and you had to get everyone from one side of the wall to the other side. And there were, there was no ladder or anything like that. So you had to like build a human pyramid and all this stuff. Well, I remember um, I was among them, one of the larger members on the team. And so a big part of getting people over the wall was everyone putting their hands on your butt and shoving you up in the air and you desperately trying to grab on. And so. Oh, my take, gosh. Let's take the thing you feel worst about, such as your big butt. And then we make people put their hands on it. Aren't you glad you got over the wall, Kyla? Yay. No, I am horrified. I can still remember it 30 years later. Well, you're like, how Diane? That, yeah, what, what was the point? And then one more that I have to share, I, I could just go on, but this was a company booze cruise. And again, sure. this was after a full day of meetings and presentations and things that started at eight and ended at five. And it was just one of those, like you're already tired, right? Yeah. Because it was a whole day of slides and yeah. presentations and whatever. So then, then we had to go get on, get on the, on the booze cruise. We had to go down. To the lake, we had to get on the pontoon, and then it was—I can't remember exactly how much time, but minimum three hours. In the lake, you cannot escape. Where they're serving trash can punch or whatever it is, and then there's some like party master, some sort of playmaker, you know, like the MC on on the cruise, who's trying to get people involved in such things as the limbo contest. The um, how many like marshmallows can you stuff in your mouth contest? The I mean, it just went on. They'd like their games back, <laughs> Kyla. I, I can't even like I'm triggered thinking back to this thing, and all I could think was, I'm trapped, I'm on, I, I'm here, I cannot leave physically, cannot leave. And again, I get energy from other people, yes, I'm feeling this sweat, yes. What must everybody else be feeling like? They probably want to, you know, jump overboard and take their chances on swimming back to shore. Well, yeah. the, I mean, the introverts, I guarantee you, are hiding somewhere. They have found a, some little place, the bathroom, a closet. I guarantee you that's where the introverts are. <laughs> because if you're, let's to your point, if you're feeling this way, yeah. Oh my they're gosh. Not, they're not in the boiler room, whatever, under the boost cruise. They're they're hanging on to the underside of the pontoon. I can't even. And so once again, did that help me solve any kind did it, you know, any kind of problem I'd been having at work? Did it help me uh, build a relationship with someone I was having a challenge with? Did it help me right. solve a problem? Did it help me do any of those things? No. It just no. made me angry is yeah. what it did. Yeah, it just added to the tension that was already in the group. And so again, if we go back to intention, right, right, here's where we've identified some of the challenges in the group. The, the team building event should help to solve for some of those. Right. So wouldn't that be interesting that we have a conversation and I don't know, maybe get some input from people ahead of time and then think, okay, what is our intention? 
what is happening in the group right now? Are we having communication challenges? Are there a lot of new people maybe who don't know, you know, what's happening? Maybe there's a reorg because, by the way, there's always a reorg. Maybe there's a new product that's being launched. You know, maybe there's a new whatever it is. There's something yeah. happening that yeah. we need people to come together on so we can make yes. progress on. Yeah. yeah. And yet, so, okay. Oh, no, that just gets thrown out the window. So, yeah, no, I'm happy. Do we have any good examples? Because now that I'm fully triggered from yes. cruising and Doc Paul in a <laughs> yeah, true shirt. So we're going to give a quick example, and then we're going to give you, the listeners, an exercise that you can do over the next um, couple weeks. Uh, and we want you to put your brain to work. Um, and then we're going to come back in part two of this episode and give you more examples of companies that are doing it right. Things that Tyann and I have um, added to offerings for our clients. And then the ways that Tyann and I have created. It didn't have to be mandatory, but we have something fun coming up that is the way that Tyann and I have fun together as business owners. So we're going to tell you about that in the next episode. But yes, some quick inspiration, and then we're going to give you some questions to ask um, yourself, and um, we'd love for you to you know, come up with your own ways that fun team building could truly be authentic and aligned um, to you. So I think you have a great example, Tyann, um, about a company that you read about recently. A company I read about recently, and y'all know that I'm high learner, high input, and so I take in a lot of things. And there was a recent article from Dropbox, and their um, CEO, his name is Drew Houston, and the the tagline right under it was "Trust people and treat them like adults." And I was like, "Oh, this is right up my alley." You know, let me see what this is. What's outrageous? I'm thinking <laughs> right, and. Um, I was like, is this clickbait or is this actually real? And he had some some really strong things in there that he said. He said, first year employees have options. And Kyla, it took me right back to these conversations we've been having about um, good quality companies that we know who are taking advantage of, you know, good talent being out there, right? Employees have yep. options. Yep. They are not good or always do. Yes. It's the bad ones who will play, by the way, when you keep implementing things that the good ones don't like, they will leave. Yeah. That employees are not resources to control. They are people. And they had decided to go, they've decided that for them, about a 90% remote model works really well. And then wow. over time, they bring in everyone. So that's an investment, but they would bring in everyone for just what they call connection. And I thought that's so interesting because even if I'm extroverted and you're introverted, it's still about where we get energy and you still need that energy and that connection, right? Like we yeah. still want to connect with people. There are still things that um, might be much more difficult to solve if we were not together. So, but yeah. I can imagine that those connections, when they make the investment to bring everyone in, I can imagine there's some real thought that goes into what specifically are we doing and, you know, what kind of communication are we What exactly is happening? So that the rest of your 90% of the time, you can function on all cylinders in a way that works well for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, it, and it, is, it is remarkable going to the end, right? I mean, Tyna and I say this all the time. 
When you go to the end, when you start with the end, you are in full higher brain where all of the long-term goodness, the, the most power in your brain lives in the prefrontal cortex, the higher brain. That is what helps you make long-term decisions. That's where you can see your whole future without any obstacles in your way. So let's start with the end and work backwards. So speaking of starting with the end, we're going to give you a little exercise to do to come up with ways that you can, if you're inside a company, ways that you can help your leaders improve mandatory fun. If you're in your own company, um, things that you want to add to your business, maybe that is truly aligned with, with who you are, because Tyan and I talked at the beginning of our businesses, we did a lot of things that were mimicking what we thought we should do in our business, kind of mimicking what we had done in corporate, but they weren't even things we liked. We just right. thought we were supposed to be doing them. Exactly. So we always want to help you tease out what is authentic to you. So a couple of questions I think of is, you know, when you're thinking about um, a way that you can connect with other people, again, either in your business or for your business, what is the outcome that you're trying to solve? So question one, what is the problem that you're trying to solve? And it's amazing how many people don't ever think about what is the problem they're trying to solve, right? The, the inertia that Tyan mentioned, we just keep moving along. So what problem are you trying to solve? And then let's start working backwards and think about if we're trying to solve this problem, to Tyan's point about there's plenty of ways to skin, and ta- skin a cat, as we say in Texas, what are the ways that we could do this that are aligned to me, Right. So when I think about um, there's a lot of tension on our team, I would the, one of the things I would have thought about is how can we better understand each other? Because tension tends to come from not being like the other, going about things a different way, having a different personality, right? And we know from strengths that so much of that can be identified and known and understood. Yeah. What else would you add to um, the questions we want people to think about over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I think so. And I think back to that really understanding yourself and what's important to you and what do you need? And this is something that, again, if we're so used to putting ourselves on the back burner or just taking what we're given, um, that's not super helpful. So back to even at the top of the episode, talking about what kind of recognition do we like to receive? really stopping and sitting with that for a moment and thinking, yeah, if somebody asked me that question today in the hall, what would I say? Would I, would I just go along with, yeah, the employee parade sounds like a great idea and I'd love to be the grand marshal? Or would I have the, the bravery to say, you know what, I would just love a handwritten note? Or I've been working so hard lately, frankly, I'd love a day off. You, you don't even have to do it. You don't even say anything to anyone else. I would just love a day off. That would be great. So having that internal reflection, which Kyla and I talk about all the time, this is doing the work on yourself, what is really important. And then, you know, just my favorite line about what would you do if you were brave? And so the next time one of these things comes up, how can you put yourself in there and ask these questions so that it helps other people have their eyes opened too? Because we guarantee nobody started the employee parade because they thought it was a terrible idea. And they thought it was a way to demoralize people. Yeah, that, that's that was not the intention. So how can we keep excitement alive and also help recognize that peanut butter spread one size fits all means one size fits no one. 
Right. So how can we have things in there that appeal to people? Yes. And you're also reminding me, you know, if you're so, so the way this episode got started is I texted Tyann a couple weeks ago and I said, I just dropped off a family member at this event and I started having kind of post-traumatic from me having to be the person who was putting up these posters, having this parade. And I texted her, I'm so grateful I don't have to do this shit anymore. (laughs) And then we said, oh my God, we have to talk about this on the podcast because this is real life. And a company that I used to work for um, is quite literally having one of these weeks right now. And I'm actually texting and checking in with someone who's there about how are you doing? Yeah, because stuff is happening. Trust falls are still happening. Ropes courses are still happening. Someone is trying to push you over, push you over a wall, and instead they're pushing you over the edge. Yes. So if you didn't last question, shit, I don't want to do anymore. Right. That's the last question. So if you didn't, because Tyne and I talk on this um, podcast all the time about sometimes it's the opposite that helps you identify what you really want. So I don't want to do these things anymore. What's the opposite of that? You know, when George on Seinfeld was like, I'm going to do the opposite of whatever my gut reaction is. He was bizarro George. He was good. Yeah. And I think it worked out well for him. It did. It it did. And so, you know, if you didn't ever have to do a booze cruise again, is that on your list? Because Putting that on your list actually helps your brain begin to go to work to figure out what are the things you actually want, yeah. right? And, and to Tyan's point about, you know, how do you like to be recognized? Um, what do you need right now? If you own your own business or, or that's an aspiration that you have, if you want to be an independent contractor or, you know, transition into the next thing, those are the kind of things we want you to think about. Tyan and I have a lot of ne- non-negotiables in our business. And those serve as guardrails and and sort of a decision lens that we can use when we are thinking about new business, when we think about, you know, how do I want to be recognized in my own business? I mean, Tyne and I have our own businesses. We still need recognition, too. So how do we There's no obelisk behind me on this. Absolutely. Yes. And so, you know, I know Tyann and I are both in masterminds with other coaches. We we are surrounded by community of people who help to inspire and encourage and affirm the successes and the challenges. Um, again, we're going to talk in a future episode about when things go off the rails and how to get back on track. But I think that this is... It, you know, starting with an intention is the answer to so many of life's challenges, right? There you go. So that's our, that's our challenge. That's how we're going to wrap up this episode is just really think about what problem are we trying to solve? What is our intention? And then go through for yourself and write down those experiences. And I would say you can have two, two lists, although I'd bet one side is um, longer than the other about has there been something that you did like? that worked for you in terms of recognition or team building? And have there been things that if you had to do it again, it'd be a day too soon? Absolutely. So um, you grab a piece of paper, uh, listen to the, the last little bit of this episode if you need the questions again. 
Um, but we would we would love for you to, you know, be part of this intentional building that Tyan and I are so passionate about adding to the world and businesses. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to give some really inspiring examples of companies that are doing this well, um, the way that we add these experiences to our businesses and the way that Tyann and I specifically have fun together under the business umbrella because we write it all off, <laughs> which is what we can do when you own your own business. So I think we'll put a pin in it there, Kyla, and we'll talk about fun experiences next time because we'll leave them with that really thoughtful exercise. And I think that's good for our page turners today. If you'd like to turn the page and design your dream career and life, check out our website at turnthepagewithkylaandtyann.com. While you're there, you can download some fun freebies, see the show notes for the podcast, and also see some behind-the-scenes photos. Those are my favorite. If you'd like to reach us, there's two ways. I'm Tyann, and I specialize in strengths training, speaking, and coaching. You can go over to the website and reach me by clicking the About Tyann button. If you'd like to work with me, Kyla, for transition or life coaching, click on the About Kyla section. This podcast was brought to you by Kyla Martin Consulting and Osborne Consulting Group.